you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Now back to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. NFL Fantasy Live here with Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison on Sirius 210 XM 87. And we hate to follow up Guns N' Roses' greatest song, Rocket Queen, with a Browns highlight, a touchdown pass to Ben Watson. But we need to show a little love and respect uh, to our colleague here at NFL Network. Andrew Siciliano joins us, uh, the host of Total Access. What's going on, man? You could have gone Phil Dawson 50-yard field goal. Doesn't he have one in like each of the last three games or something like that? It's no? sad when the uh, best fantasy player on your team is the kicker. He is, and it is sad. And there's no one else. I, I picked up Chris Ogbenaya last week in another league mm-hmm. because that's my cutthroat. It's, it's the league that Fabiano always gives me grief over. It's a cutthroat. Like We'll talk about it later. It's a ridiculous. It, it's almost a – it's not fun anymore, league. <laughs> yeah. I know and that I, and I, I paid 10 bucks for Chris Ogmania. It's a make-believe, waiver-wire money thing. And uh, I started him over Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis because of his reduced carries last mm-hmm. week. And I got screwed. So yeah. Phil Dawson, Elliot, to go back to your initial <laughs> point, would be the only Brown worth playing. I, I understand. You know, a lot of people know Andrew from DirecTV's Red Zone. Obviously, total access. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew's been a radio personality for a long time. Personality but... being the, the word there that really probably needs to be removed, but thank you. Yes, but but also former host of Fantasy Football Show on Fox Sports. Yes, um, the, the ultimate fantasy football show with yours truly, Warren Moon, Eric Kramer, the great Patrick O'Neill was our host, getting us from point A to point B and doing a great job with that. It was kind of ahead of its time. It was on FSN in... Was it what, two what? years or three years? We got three seasons oh, out of that show four. somehow. I think it was 03, 04, 05. Well, hold on. Let's see. Red Zone 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, 10, 11. So it was 03, 04, 05. So when you needed Craig Krenzel advice, Andrew Siciliano was there for you back in. We had, like, those. to show you how old it is, 
My copies of that show are all on VHS. <laughs> really? Because really? I remember I needed a couple of copies on that show of that show, and I asked FSN for them, and they gave them to me on VHS. It's not as if DVDs weren't around then, but people weren't burning DVDs and handing them out left and right. So they're on VHS in a box in my closet, and uh, it was Craig Krenzel, and it was there were some that was back. Chad Hutchinson. Chad Hutchinson starter sit, wow. you know stuff stuff like that. Yeah. Hot shot rookie Ladanian Tomlinson, although he wasn't a rookie then; he was like in his third year. I remember he joined us once. Wow. I got to talk back. That, this that, is way 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 that's back. A good, but, that's a big yeah. get. Though. But to show you how things have changed, and this is a little behind the curtain when it comes to media rights and everything, we're now happily here under the NFL roof. Mm-hmm. But back then. You could not show video. The networks couldn't. This was pre-NFL Network. You could right. not show video highlights during fantasy shows. Wasn't allowed back then. So you're doing still photos? So we did still photos. I mean, it was a good production. It was a solid FSN production. They put effort into it. But you couldn't show video then. Sports Center then, which really did not talk anything about fantasy. But when it did, it couldn't show video either. Now, sometimes they pushed the... The rules a little bit they would for example they'd say all right we're previewing the monday night game with video and on the back end of it and say and oh by the way analyst who's your fantasy pick for this game and you know the the, the line was blurred but that that's that's how much things have changed yeah, and andrew i mean we, we've done uh fantasy shows together on radio for right for years many years when i did a show here on 710 in la mm-hmm. You came on every Friday. You and uh, Michael Thompson. The and, great uh, be- Michael Thompson. Between the wrestling talk and how MT uh, liked to look at dudes in the gym, we talked a little fantasy well, football. And, and you're, you're painting the wrong picture. <laughs> really. Michael we Thompson. We have fun with him, though. Two-time Laker champion Michael Thompson carries around in his wallet. You know, Some people carry their kids, and he has three great kids, all playing, all, all professional athletes. One of the White Sox system who was a second-round pick. Um, one who is about to latch on to the D-League. Hope I didn't break news there. And another one who was a first-round pick in this past year's NBA draft. Mm-hmm. So he has three kids that play professional sports. He doesn't carry photos of his kids. He carries a photo of himself at, like, 28, putting on flippers, you know, like to go yep. scuba or something in the Bahamas. He's a native of the Bahamas. And it, it's one of those photos, you know, when you take a perfect photo, right? And you're like, wow, that's a Perfect photo. I don't know because I've never taken one. Yeah, me neither. But exactly, that's why we do this on TV mm-hmm. for a living. He, uh, Michael, has a photo of him just flexing, putting on the, <laughs> the the flippers, and that's what he carries in his wallet—a photo of himself—and he takes it out all the time. Great dude. Yeah, he is a good dude. He is a good dude. I'm going to have a hard time bringing that one back to fantasy. You know what's funny, I, though? Harrison does the exact same thing. Oh, he does. Please. He, he does. got a picture of MT. He's got a picture of himself in his wallet. You know what? I have that a, is a screensaver on his phone, too. <laughs> I have a fifth-grade football photo, and underneath it, you can clearly tell that I'm wearing one of those. They don't make these anymore, but they used to in the 80s would make the those NFL kind of softball tees. But it would have your favorite player's number on it. By softball tee, I just mean the shirt that would go like halfway up your forearm. Yeah. So I had my Charlie Waters Cowboys safety, and you can clearly see it underneath my jersey. So it looks like I'm wearing two numbers. We this, get... this might be the worst conversation ever put on the radio. Yeah, it could <laughs> yeah. be. So Let's get we're, we're going to talk fantasy football here for a second. And as a Browns fan, sure. Madden Curse, you buying it? No, because I think that's, that's Come silly. on, Andrew. No, Madden Curse. Come on, really? Come on. The Madden Curse. What are we going to go on, Ghost Hunters now? I love that show. I, I, I do, too. Um, 
Let, so let, I don't know let, where I was talk, going with that. Talk. There's no such thing as a Madden curse. There are hamstring injuries, and there are contract negotiations that have stalled. Mm-hmm. And you add those two together, you get a disgruntled player. You get a second-year quarterback. You get a sieve of an offensive line. You have a first-year head coach struggling with a lot of things. You mix that together, and you get this year's season for Peyton. Does he play again this year? Oh, yeah, I think he'll play again this year. Absolutely. I think when he's healthy, which God knows when that's going to be, but when he's healthy, I think he does play. I think they will be his last games in a Browns uniform. But I think he will finish out the season. And I think he wants to get on the field, not painting him as the selfish guy. But I think any player whose deal is up, you want to get back on the field and prove that last year wasn't a fluke. And he he wants to do that. Anyone who thinks that deep into the season Peyton Hillis doesn't want to play or didn't want to play last week, you're out of your mind. He wanted to play last week. And those who were at practice, I think it was Thursday, when he blew a a tire again, Mm -hmm. I mean, he threw his helmet. He was... Furious, and, yeah. and and you can say, well, he's selfish. He wants to play for himself. He he didn't care about the team. I, I don't care. He wanted to play. Well, Fabs and I talked about this last week on NFL Fantasy Live on who was the biggest disappointment on the Browns from a fantasy perspective, and we came up with Ben Watson. We thought that Ben Watson would actually have a nice season at tight end, fantasy wise. Sure, that hasn't happened. Or Evan Moore at tight end, for that matter, as yeah. well, who they locked up. Uh, I think three years now before the season began. Listen, the problems with the Browns, um, you know, are, are so much deeper than fantasy. I think the number one problem is, and no one points to this: Eric Steinbach out for the year. You have a Pro Bowl guard left guard you put him next to joe thomas one of the top five tackles if not one of the top two tackles in the game peyton hillis montario hardesty i don't care if you bring back herman fontenot you run behind that left side of the line so many of their yards last year came on on sweeps on pitches they pounded that left side that's now gone you've had i mean your your starting right tackle who's questionable at best missed I think the first month of the season, you have a first-year starter at right guard. That line is a sieve, and it's a West Coast system in which Colt McCoy is looking to the tight end a lot. But when he doesn't have any time to throw, and when you know your wide receivers who have been injured don't get separation to begin with, you lock down the tight end. He's not throwing the ball downfield. So as a defensive coordinator, any defensive coordinator facing the Browns says, we load the box, we dare them to throw, we lock down the tight end, and we take them out of their game, and they can't move the football, period. Yeah, you know, I, I, I want to talk quickly, uh, sorry to interrupt, about Andrew's fantasy team. Uh, in the oh, now, which league? Because we have two leagues league. on NFL.com. And, and I, I just, this, this to me, Elliot, is... There, there's no bigger promotion of Aaron Rodgers being maybe the number one pick okay. in fantasy football next year than this. Andrew Siciliano's team, uh, which is now which league five is and in? four, okay. NFL okay. Network League. You're five and four. Okay. Aaron Rodgers has 219 fantasy points. He's good at football. Okay. Your second mm-hmm. highest scoring player mm-hmm. is the Jets defense, <laughs> and then that's not a very good it's team. Job together, best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay Culler has 107. Um, Neil Rackers has 84. Mm-hmm. And you have a winning record. Yeah, baby. With those guys. You're looking at Percy Harvin, Hakeem Nix is injured. You know, I, uh, I would argue that my team in the other league on NFL.com, the, the one that just whipped me, bad. Well, actually, I would argue that that team I put together there, because that team has D'Angelo and Chris Johnson, right? No. No? Okay, then this one does. I'm confused. 
whatever the, it is. The NFL this yeah, one does. The NFL experts leagues, right? You have CJ, you have D'Angelo, you have Philip Rivers. You and I actually made a hey, trade earlier in the that season. That team should be on paper through the roof. Rivers, Chris Johnson, D'Angelo, Julio Jones. Uh, that's a fantastic team. I traded to McGee. It's awful. Yeah, and Steve Smith. Well, I have Steve Smith too, and yeah. right. but it wasn't awful you this sound week. Sound surprised? Because you made a trade. It was, like, well, it was a bad trade. Because you put up 134 points on me, and 134 points in an NFL.com league is serious business. Because we don't have bonuses for 100 yard games, 300 yard games. Whip your tail last week. Yes, you with did. With 25 from Rivers, 28 from Willis McGahey. Yeah, unreal. 28 from Julio Jones, 11 from Chris Johnson, 14 from Rackers, 10 from the Jets, and you know the best part, Elliot. I got only two from Joel Dreesen, four from the Tampa Mike Williams, and I had to start early due set. He gave me seven. I started Danny Ware of the Giants, <laughs> and I still, Elliot, put up 134 and beat you by 50. And the interesting wow. thing in that, that team, that Who team was— on your team, Harrison? Well, that was a team that I, I lost Peyton Manning on. So I had to roll—I rolled with Kyle Orton, and then Kyle Orton yeah. got benched. It's week I, 10, buddy. Find a quarterback. I, Actually, I, you did. You have Matt Hasselbeck I here. Got, I got Hasselbeck. I mean, I'm 5-4 and four in that league. It's not like I'm getting hammered. I'm be- much better in the NFL Network League, but— but, hey, that's the way it goes. I actually, though, Andrew, I want to press you on a couple of things that uh, Fabs and I disagree Not about, about the Browns, though, right? Nope, okay, not about the Browns. Uh, Fab says Matt Stafford better start versus the Bears than Tim Tebow this week. And even though I don't like Tebow, I think Tebow and is I a love better Tebow. start than Stafford, fantasy-wise. Remind me, Tebow. Well, he's a quarterback. No, 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 no I realize that. He wears number 15. Chiefs, Chiefs, thank you. I'm sorry. I drew a blank. Tebow against the Chiefs. Or Stafford in Chicago. in Chicago against the Bears. Stafford to Calvin Johnson has generally killed the Bears. It did on Monday night a month ago. They do not have job at best, clearly, in this game. They will mm-hmm. still take shots downfield. The Bears' number one issue defensively, their safeties. We all thought, uh, we meaning the people that have uh, far bigger football brains than me on the total access set, that even with the Bears' cover two that had you know been 0 and, or 3 and 0 against Michael Vick now 4 and 0 that the the Eagles speed they showed against the Cowboys was so great in that Sunday night game week 8 that the the Eagles would run through the Bears cover two it didn't matter what they did their speed would just be too much to handle that's what the Lions did the last time now the Bears have made changes in the lineup at the secondary they got rid of Chris Harris now he's with the Lions bench Brandon Merriweather they they bench Brandon Merriweather I still think Matthew Stafford makes big plays in that game. Yep. Um, but I know we, we – was it Tim Tebow's averaging 20? I 20? love Tebow. What, what, what yeah. is – we had the stat yesterday in yeah. a fantasy update at the end of – He said what uh, is it? he scored more than 20 fantasy points in five of his six starts. And that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And he ran for 100 last week. Over. Now, the Raiders The Raiders gave up 299 on the ground last week, which is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the film – those who have looked at the film, said it was one of the worst defensive performances anyone's ever seen. Yeah. And the 15 penalties to boot, not all on the defense. Uh, I don't know that Tebow's going to do that this week against the Chiefs, but he has found a way. He has found a way to be a viable fantasy starter by only completing 10 passes. I mean, it, who, it's who thought that would ever happen? I can't think off the top of my head, maybe because there isn't an example, of a player being so ineffective statistically when you look at completion percentage that kind of deal, 
that's been this good. But that's the beauty of the Tebow, is it not? Yeah. I mean, really, that that's the enigma that is Tim Tebow, whether from a pure football X's and O's point of view mm-hmm. or from this warp fantasy point of view. Yeah, and, and if you look at this season as a whole, he's had three starts, mm-hmm. but he played it. Half the game against the Chargers, a little bit less than half the game against the Chargers, and it scored almost 16 fantasy points in less than a half. That week scored more fantasy points than Tom Brady, Darren McFadden, and Roddy White. And by the way, against the Chargers, he completed only six passes. It, it is it is just the... No, 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 no. He completed four. It's he even, was four of ten in that game. But he had two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. One of them, which is rushing, which... That's where Tebow is so valuable. If he rushes for 50 yards and a touchdown, you got 11 points before he even completes one pass. So you're saying you don't care that his throwing motion no. looks like he's throwing a folding chair in a bowling no, alley fight? No, I don't care. I could, he, okay. you, can, you can line him up in a ballerina outfit, and he can do his little pirouettes in the backfield. You know, I'll play him. There, there's a show right there. I'll play him. Let me throw a couple things out at you before we have to take a break. Uh, one, I want to get your take on uh, Carson Palmer versus the Chargers. I know a lot of our listeners out there are wondering, is this guy a, a legitimate play, especially in a non-bye week sure. like this week? Would you roll with Carson Palmer? Yeah, I have no problem with that. Primetime game, big lights. Uh, you saw what the Chargers did last week defensively, at least against Aaron Rodgers. Granted, it's Aaron Rodgers, so maybe you throw that one out. But I say, yes, he is absolutely a start this week. But you need to live with the picks. If you're in one of those leagues where you get docked the same number for the pick mm-hmm. as you do for getting the touchdown, then maybe you think twice cuz he may go 2 and 2. He may go 3 and 1, 2 and 1, whatever and, and you may not get all that credit for those touchdowns. I think this is a good game on NFL Network Thursday. I mean, I this is forget about the the atmosphere. Anyone who who's been to a Raider game or a Charger game or better yet a Raider Charger game regardless of of where it is for us here in Southern California this this is the game and the atmosphere is beyond electric. I think it's going to be great for Carson coming home to Southern California. I know it's hard to really put that into fantasy focus, but I think there's got to be something there that that lifts his game. A little bit. I, I like him this week. And they may have to lean on him without Darren McFadden, who's been ruled He's out. out. Hugh He's Jackson ruled, ruled, out ruled him out. Uh, another question that we were trying to solve a dilemma. Michael's very, very opinionated on this one. Best Rocky movie. Uh, we've gotten oh, several wow. votes for Rocky it's Four. A, how, Which one? Rocky I'll be honest four. with you. One. I am not necessarily a connoisseur of the Rocky films. I've seen them all, I think. I don't know if I've seen some of the. I didn't. I didn't see the one with Tommy Morrison. Yeah, well, you didn't miss that. was Rocky that's Five. That was yeah. Five. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. When in doubt, you always go with one. Thank because you. other than, other than Godfather, when was the sequel ever better? Well, Empire Strikes Back, fantastic film. I'll give you that one. Other than Godfather and Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. no, sure. I mean, Caddyshack Two wasn't any good. A horrible. Major League Two is quite possibly the worst film made in the last twenty years. But you know, you loved Revenge of the Nerds too. Nerds in Paradise. I, I don't agree with this thought. <laughs> I don't agree with this. But a lot of people thought T Two was more entertaining than Terminator, which I don't. You know agree what? With. I'll, I'll see on that one. I, I think I'll go with the original. But it was at least up there. They they didn't embarrass themselves. Matter of fact, they made a good film with T Two. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Rocky, I mean, what? There ain't going to be no rematch. I mean, that that says it all. Yeah. I mean, that's his way of saying there ain't going to be no sequel. There ain't going to be no rematch. Yeah. They should have walked away. Now, clearly, they made, what, 50 times more money. 
yeah. taking all the other ones. How about this, guys? Uh, there's a report that the Bucks just signed Hainsworth. Wow. Well, Gerald McCoy's out for the year. They had yeah. to sign yeah. John McCargo earlier. Yeah. Um, Coming up on Total Access tonight, by the way, plug for the show. Do it. All right, Derek Mason joins us in Open Locker Room, as does Rondi Barber on our great Open Locker Room segment. Mm-hmm. Kurt Warner has his top five quarterbacks. And Michael Lombardi is here. We will break down the film in which Albert Hainsworth quit against the Giants Sunday. There are three plays mm-hmm. in which he got knocked to the ground by the Giants, and he made no effort to get up. Great segue. He lay there. Like a beached whale, yeah, just like the Philadelphia game, I believe last year, where he just with the Redskins, yeah, exactly. yeah, with the Redskins. Yeah, yeah. Where we, hey, Michael Lombardi, big football brain, a lot of Italians too. Brain. We got Siciliano, we got Fabiano, we got Lombardi, we no, got Lockenfora, no Lockenfora today, and some dude that went to University of North Texas. On that note, we need to take a Harris. break. We thank Andrew Siciliano, uh, host Thanks, of Total bro. Access. Thanks so much for coming with by. With Kara Henderson, please, we're co-hosts. And coming up next, we're going to get more of your calls. We may talk a little rocky. We're definitely going to talk wide receiver starts mm-hmm. and sits. NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius 210 XM 87. NFL Fantasy Live, I'm Elliot Harrison with NFL.com Fantasy Editor Michael Fabiano, who's got a start and sit column. Uh, running on NFL.com today, and we've been talking throughout the show, weaving it in, some starts and sits at quarterback, running back, wide receiver. You just heard the Steve Breston highlight. We're going to get into some wide receiver starts, but first, Fab's a little bit of news. Yeah, Sebastian Janikowski, suddenly very risky for Thursday night, uh, came off the practice field gingerly, uh, reportedly today, so you may have to look elsewhere for a kicker. Keep tabs on that. Uh, the Rams have activated Mark Clayton off of the PUP list, and with Greg Salas out, I think maybe Clayton in a deep league, you take a flyer on him. I'm not talking about a 12-team league, but in a deeper league, maybe you take a flyer on this guy. He clearly had a nice report going with Sam Bradford last season before he was injured, and that's always been the problem with Clayton. He can't stay healthy, uh, but it's also good news for Sam Bradford. I don't like him this week based on the matchup, but another weapon in the offense there. Maybe he starts to turn things around in time for the fantasy playoffs if you're in leagues that are deep, deep leagues, or if you start two quarterbacks. So we'll have to see how Sam Bradford uh, and his fantasy value start to turn, if it turns, for the better in the next couple of weeks. Well, the interesting thing about Clayton, obviously Josh McDaniels was not there last year as offensive coordinator. It was Pat Shermer, who is now head coach in Cleveland. But Steve Spagnuolo was there. He saw what Clayton gave that team Mm -hmm. last year. And if you saw any Rams football, I can tell you right now, Mark Clayton signing in St. Louis in 2010 was greeted with a big giant yawn but he was the most effective wide receiver they had he got hurt in his fifth game Mm -hmm. and up to that point he had 23 catches for 306 yards and two touchdowns Mm -hmm. and a little over four games of work there are a lot of people particularly with a bye week coming up in week 11 that would take that kind of production yeah so again uh, keep tabs i'm not saying to rush to the waiver wire to pick up mark clayton right now but if you're in a deeper league he's definitely someone to watch again uh remember that rapport he had with bradford last season well, speaking of you know a guy to watch, we play the highlight of Steve Breston, our second Chiefs highlight of the yeah. show, I might add. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's on your start list, so let's get into your wide receivers. You know, it's tough to figure who's going to see most of the targets in Kansas City outside of Dwayne Bowe. So I really think John Baldwin, I, I like Breston better. Uh, good starts uh, as threes or flexes in deeper leagues because the matchup is really good. I mean, the Broncos have given up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers. And when you consider that Champ Bailey is going to be blanketing Dwayne Bowe, Breston and Baldwin both going to see a lot of targets. 
Michael Jenkins is a good sleeper this week against the Packers. He had a great game against them earlier in the season. Obviously, you're starting Julio Jones. Des Bryant's going to see more targets with Miles Austin out. San Antonio Holmes is a good play against the Patriots, who've given up a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. Jordy Nelson, who is extremely underrated, he has more fantasy points, Elliot, than Larry Fitzgerald and Brandon Marshall this year. Isn't that something? Start him against the Vikings. Jeremy Macklin, good start against the Cardinals. And how bad has Deshaun Jackson been? This is a guy who I said in the preseason, he's just overrated. If you look at his numbers in the last couple of years, he will give you 150 yards and a touchdown and for three weeks disappear off the face of the earth. Really having a bad year. Maybe this is the reason, again, why the Eagles are not signing him to a longer-term deal. Very, very inconsistent. Jeremy Macklin, clearly the best fantasy wideout there in Philadelphia. And Brent Selleck's had three good games in a row, so maybe he's coming back to fantasy relevance as well. Brent Selleck, would you roll with Brent Selleck as your starting tight end going forward? You've got bye week. You've got no bye weeks uh, this in week, week ten, so probably not. Uh, but you know what? Vernon Davis owners might want to do that. But I like Jake Ballard better. Jake Ballard's been. Very productive. If he's and there. he's seeing a lot of targets, and he's available in a lot of leagues. Right. But, it, it, you know, interesting schedule anomaly. Uh, week 10, we have no buys. Well, you know we, why they did that. Let's hear it. Well, it's because of the lockout. Because they were worried about the whole missing the first week or two of the season. So in order to salvage maybe the whole year, they have this weird week 10 where we don't have any buys. And then next week... You've got four teams on a bye, and then I believe that's the end of the bye weeks, correct? Yes, and uh, I don't want you to be upset with me, but I actually did know that. I just know that I you're, knew you did, I, Harrison. I, I, I know your teeth, <laughs> your teeth are bothering you. I just wanted you to talk more. <laughs> I, I know. Hey, I got a half an hour more, man, and then I got to go run to the dentist so he can fill this darn thing. Well, if those are your wide receiver starts, who would you bench? We talked about uh, the top cornerbacks in the league on NFL Fantasy Live today. If you didn't see it, check it out on NFL.com slash fantasy. One of the uh, better segments we've done. I, I, different listen, take. Because people just want to know, who do I start, who do I sit? We've got to go a little deeper inside the numbers. And if you look at Joe Hayden, he's been one of the best cover corners in the National Football League. Brandon Lloyd's a risk this week. Only one wide receiver has scored double-digit fantasy points against the Browns since week one. Sidney Rice, he's still a little bit nicked up. I don't like him against the Ravens. And what's funny here, Reggie Wayne against the Jags. In the past, you play Reggie Wayne all day long. He's got a lot of big stat lines against Jacksonville. You can't play him anymore. You can't play Reggie Wayne. He has really become waiver wire fodder in smaller leagues. Jacksonville's given up the 50 as fantasy points to wide receivers. Reggie Wayne's someone you got to bench. Mike Williams from Tampa Bay, who I predicted in the preseason was going to be a bust. He's been terrible. You don't want anything to do with him uh, against Jonathan Joseph and the Texans. A.J. Green, I think. Rough, rough start this week because Ike Taylor's been so good and the Steelers' pass defense has been so good uh, since week one. No number one wide receiver facing the Steel Curtain has scored double-digit fantasy points in standard leagues. As good as A.J. Green is, maybe he has 70, 80 yards this week, I don't see him having double-digit fantasy points. And the last guy, anybody know what happened at Darius Hayward Bay last week? Oh, man. The, The Raiders suddenly have... 20 receivers on their roster. 12 snaps. That's what happened. And T.J. Hushman Zada played more than Hay. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand. But you can't trust Hayward Bay right now. You got to give him a few games with Palmer in there, with Hushman Zada in there. See what happens. But right now, man, he's a risk. I mean, I had that question asked me on Twitter more than any other last Sunday. DHB. Hey, Mike, where the heck is DHB? 
Well, just to get back uh, to a point before we break, the bye weeks, week 11, just to confirm, is the last week of bye weeks. I'm sure for those of you who feel like you drafted well, that makes you very happy. Uh, the teams on a bye are the Colts, the Saints, Steelers, and Texans. And just to bring this back a little bit, if you're someone who's rolling with Reggie Wayne, if you're rolling with Lance Moore, uh, you know, those kind of guys, even Antonio Brown, uh, guys that, that are going to be on a bye in week 11, by week 11, Mark Clayton of the Rams might be the kind of person you want to roll the dice with. Steve Breston might be the kind of guy you want to roll the dice with. Uh, be aware of that because week 11, I think a lot of people will see that there are you know full slate of games this week. They're going to forget that some of their players are on a bye. There's, yeah, there's Check a, your waiver wire. There's actually some good wide receivers on the waiver wire. LaRon Robinson, Steve Breston, Earl Bennett. Uh, there's plenty of guys that you can pick up right now. Jacoby Ford is another one. There's plenty of wide receivers that you can go out and take a chance on. Michael Jenkins. Michael Jenkins is another one. There, there are several. There are several guys out there that can produce for you in a pinch based on the matchup. And, and they may not sound sexy, but Laron Robinson, he's actually been quite productive. Yeah. And Miles Austin suffered his second hamstring, well, basically a recurring mm-hmm. hamstring issue against the Seahawks, so he's going to get more looks. Uh, opposite Des Bryant. you, you got to figure Des Bryant's going to attract the coverage there. No one's going to be doubling or putting a safety over the top of LeRon Robinson. Right. And then Earl Bennett. Earl Bennett caught five balls in his first game. Four of them went for first downs, and one went for a touchdown. You can bet Jay Cutler's going to be looking that way, uh, you know, come the back half of the and, schedule. And you know what's funny? I mean, Earl Bennett coming off an injury, playing in Philly, right, against uh, a very good pass defense, he's got to be, if not – the highest scoring wide receiver from a fantasy perspective, he's in the top five against the Eagles this year because they have given up nothing to wide receivers for most of that season with that most of the season with Namdi in there and, and Rogers Cromartie and Asante. So Earl Bennett, he's got a rapport with Jay Cutler, deep league guy. You go out and grab him and see if he can continue to find success. We got to take a break, but our call in number is eight 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 nine six three twenty six eighty two or eight eight eight. XM Fantasy. We're going to take some calls next. You're starting sits calls, trade calls. But right now, it's your Fantasy Fix. I love me some Warren. You this love you some best. you. This is, what? <laughs> I need something to take my mind off this damn tooth. <laughs> I love you it. Know, you know what, uh, Fabs? i got to tell you, we've had Sean in New Jersey who's been sitting and waiting and I, I just hope that when we take Sean's call, that he brings it with a rocky opinion because I, I really need to settle. So, so we're, we're, we're at two and two, and I'm sorry, it, it's not four, it's one. So we've right. got two for four, yeah. two for one. I haven't even told you what my favorite Rocky movie is yet. It may not be either one of those. Sean in New Jersey, uh, appreciate you waiting. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good, 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 good to hear from you guys. First time caller, and uh, my my opinion would be uh, Rocky two. Okay, that, that's better than four. That's mine. That's, that's better mine. than four. Why Rocky Two? Well, it was just kind of a you know follow up sequel to uh, to the uh, you know the one which was a great movie, and uh, uh, they brought some different uh, cast of characters in there, and and uh, you know I was a big Rocky fan anyway, so uh, you know I, I, I you know I watched them all. Well, there's except, several except except the uh, the last one with. Uh, uh, Rocky Five, except Rocky Five. Uh, that one was terrible. You know, the, the Rocky movies are also infamous for having mistakes that show right. up on screen. Like, you remember in Rocky Four when Apollo Creed is taunting Ivan Drago? He had come to the ring with gloves on, 
And then he goes, I want you, I want you. And he's got no gloves on. And then the next set, he's got gloves. That They're infamous for that. And then when Rocky has uh, that whole deal with Clubber Lang, and they show highlights of him, and he's wearing the USA trunks, yeah. and Apollo's wearing the black, but that fight hadn't even happened yet. Right, a lot of those. I liked it in Rocky Four when they when they walk up to the the arena. You know, they're promoting Apollo Creed. Rocky was the promoter for that fight, mm-hmm. so he and Duke, the manager, and Paulie are all wearing different color Boss sweatshirts. It's the worst <laughs> product placement I've ever seen. But back to Rocky Two, and then we're going to get to your question, Sean. Rocky Two, real quick. Some great moments. Number one, the Trans Am. The off-brown Trans Am that he buys. W- one sweet ride. Yeah. Sweet ride. And then the other thing, I love the line, uh, you know, I'm not punchy. I just got a relaxed brain. You know? <laughs> g- great stuff. Exactly. But you, Sean, you need our, uh, running back help. Uh, that's well, what my yeah, note says I, here. Yeah, that, that, that's correct. Uh, I am in a 10-person PPR league, and I have been up. I've been in the championship for two years, and I've lost. Ouch. And uh, I, I'm I'm just really just really trying to make a run here, and uh, uh, since uh, Bradshaw's gone down, I'm kind of uh, I've got uh, Arian Foster as another back, but uh, I, I'm kind of hurting at the running back spot. I'm I'm looking to start uh, Chris Abogania. Obanaya. 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 <laughs> Sorry about that. Tough. Um, it's tough. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, – I'll just go down the roster. I've got Stafford, uh, uh, Arian Foster, uh, Chris Abanaya, Victor Cruz, Calvin Johnson, Deshaun Jackson, Rob Gronkowski, and the 49ers defense, and then Mr. Crosby as a kicker. And, um, I, you know, no Sean Marino's on my bench. He's not really done too much for me. Um and that, that's pretty much all I've gotten, and and I've 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 offered a trade for maybe Calvin Johnson, but looking at the outcome of the season, I'm not sure if I really want to come off of him or not. I'm not sure how my team rates. Yeah, you know, it, it'd be tough to trade Megatron. I mean, the, the dude is an absolute beast. Uh, that, yeah, that that second running back right now that you're looking at, that's going to be the tough one. I mean, Obanaya, good matchup against the Rams, but I was just about to that's, say that that that's rough. I mean. You could even maybe – what about Marion Barber? He scored nine or more fantasy points in three straight weeks. He's seen goal line work for the Bears. This is if you're really desperate. Go after potentially someone like that. Donald Brown, matchup's not great, but at least he's leading the Colts in backfield touches over the last couple of weeks. Maybe that's someone you pick up. If Ben Tate's out there, it's a 10-team league, right? Ben Tate has been great, rushed for over 100 yards in two of the last three weeks and has a good matchup against the Bucks. There's some options out there too. I don't know how thin your waiver wire is, uh, but in a ten-team league, there should be a few decent guys out there. I agree with that advice, and let me just add one more thing to it. If there's one week that you're going to roll with Chris Obanaya, this might be the week because I don't see the Rams blowing the Browns up. So I don't think this is a game where Colt McCoy has to throw 60 passes like he did against the Titans earlier in the year. I still remember sitting in the green room with Mooch and when he's uh, Coach Mariucci, and when he saw that Colt McCoy had 60 pass attempts, he just screamed out, you know, in the hallways, Colt McCoy, 60 pass attempts, you know, like it was the, the greatest thing ever. But we were shocked that the Browns, maybe this is just total football nerd conversation here, but the fact that the, that the Browns would try to win a game with Colt McCoy throwing the ball that much, I don't think that's going to happen. Rams-Browns figures to be a 20-17 to 17 game. The Rams are allowing 153.6 yards per game on the ground. That is the worst in the NFL. 
They're at, uh, allowing 5.2 yards per carry, which is also one of the highest totals in the league. So if there's one week that you say, okay, I, I'm just going to try and roll with Chris Obanaya, I think this is a week, and, and Peyton Hillis isn't healthy. So maybe roll with him this week, but I also agree with Fabs. Check out what's on the waiver wire. If Marion Barber's sitting there, they're gonna. He may only get you twenty yards rushing, but if he gets you two touchdowns, doesn't much matter. Yeah, listen, I started Barber last week. Listen, he's not going to score fifteen fantasy points. He's not going to give you double digit points. Matt Forte is clearly the guy there, but he's been seeing enough opportunities, especially in goal line packages, where he can maybe get you eight nine points, which is what he's done for three straight weeks. Uh, and, and again, depending on how deep this league is, Ben Tate could could be out there. Uh, probably not, but he, he could be out there. Uh, and there, there are some options out there, too, that are going to not be the sexiest options in the world, like someone like Chris Obanaya, but matchup-based, flyers, it's all part of the world of fantasy football. Sometimes we've got to go out and do that. So uh, I, I, would, I would check, Don, again, Donald Brown, at least you sure. know he's going to see touches. Not the best matchup in the world. Um, heck, I mean, Jonathan Stewart could be available in some smaller leagues, too. I've seen him drop. Careful uh, with the language there. Heck? No, Jonathan Stewart. Sorry, it, By the way, the only thing more boring than your tooth stories was my story about Steve Mariucci. What's but it, he's one of those guys that I wish people there's... could see him in person and how zany he is. Uh, Who is this? Steve Mariucci. He's oh, probably the most I en- love Mooch. He's probably the most enjoyable analyst we have to be around. And yeah. it, 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 the level of quirkiness is, uh, you know, Did I ever tell you my Mooch story about no. why he hates fantasy football? He hates it. Um Steve Mariucci coached the Detroit Lions, and the Philadelphia Eagles came to town uh, for field. At that time, Terrell Owens was a starting wide receiver and the man for the Eagles. And the Lions, not very good. Coach heard the fans cheering for T.O. when he caught passes and scored touchdowns and had success in Detroit against the Lions. And it was because people in the stands had T.O. on their fantasy team. <laughs> and at that point, the Lions were so bad they couldn't care less. That is why, if you ever talk to Steve Mariucci, ask him about why he hates fantasy football, and he will tell you the T.O. story. We have John in New York with a waiver wire question. John, what's going on, man? Hi, Devin. Um, so, a couple things, actually. I have one trade. And one waiver wire thing. Do I give up on Mike Williams? Because I keep every week being more and more optimistic. Yeah, like, man, I would I would have gave like, up, I, given up on him weeks ago. And I, I, mean, I don't start him. He's just sitting on my bench. But I feel like the second I drop him, he's going to have you know a big game. But I, I don't think that's happening. Well, if it's the Bucks, Mike Williams, I agree with Fabs. If it's the Seahawks, yeah. Mike Williams, uh, that ship sailed in preseason. So no, 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 that's the Bucks, Mike Williams. Yeah, yeah. And your trade question. Um, I could get. I'm really weak at running back because of they uh, because of Brad, Sean Ingram, and I could get uh, Demarco Murray if I got rid of uh, Antonio Holmes and Tory Smith. That's the trade. Yeah. Or heck, dude, get off the phone and make that now, my friend. Make make that deal. Demarco Murray is the man going forward. All right. Ignore yeah. the Felix Jones uh, banter, and as Fab said, I'm going to second him. If Jason Garrett. Makes that a running back by committee after what we've seen from DeMarco Murray averaging, oh, seven, eight yards per carry, then, uh, you know, our heads are going to explode. I mean, and you're not giving up a ton. Santonio Holmes has been, as we say in the Northeast, wicked, inconsistent. Up and down, mostly down. Yes. And and Torrey Smith, what, two good games all year? Yep. 
yeah. and a really good push off the go other night. Go get him. And did you see how quickly he got off the phone to go make that trade? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Corey in Indiana got a tight end question. What's up, Corey? Yeah, I was uh, wondering who to go with this week, Jimmy Graham or Antonio Gates. Uh, first off, you start Jimmy Graham. Second off, try to trade Gates. You don't need both of those guys, one of which will be rotting on your bench every week unless you have a flex spot. There's That's what I do more than anything else. If I've got superior depth at one position, I don't mind not having it if I have a great tight end. I am in a league where I had Rob Gronkowski and um, Jimmy Graham. I Jeez. traded Gronkowski, man. I mean, why have value on your bench? Try to trade one of the two. I'd prefer that you traded Gates because he's got the foot problems, and you never know when that's going to flare up on you. Be a salesman. That's what I always say. If you're not trading, you're not trying, and be a salesman. We, uh, you know, you say if you're not trading, you're not trying. Well, I, I hate to bring this back to Rocky too, but I mean, Rocky was trying in that movie. Do you remember the black leather jacket he he bought? They had like the the, With the tiger on the on the tiger on the back. That's <laughs> terrible. And the watches that the cheesy watches that he bought. You want to get one for Paul? Yeah, we'll get one for Paul. Uh, I'm, I'm telling and you. And then Paulie in Rocky Three throws it in the ground after Rocky bails him out of jail. It never kept good time anyway. Yeah, the the the, <laughs> the Rocky Two though. I think it's still the best Rocky. No, it's we, not. we we have to take a break. Second best. We are going to come back. Crazy talk, Harrison. We're going to talk a little bit of number one wide receiver versus shutdown corner action this weekend and who you might consider sitting. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, maybe talk a little bit more about Fab's Tooth as well. All right, Sirius 210. Getting tired of this damn tooth. XM87, NFL Fantasy Live. Back in a moment. Uh, another question that we were trying to solve a dilemma. Michael's very, very opinionated on this one. Best Rocky movie. Uh, we've gotten oh, several wow. votes for Rocky it's Four. A, oh, which one? Rocky I'll be honest with you. I am not necessarily a connoisseur of the Rocky films. I've seen them all, I think. I don't know if I've seen some of the. I didn't. I didn't see the one with Tommy Morrison. Yeah, well, you didn't miss that was Rocky Five. That, that was five. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. When in doubt, you always go with one. He does. He does. You're gonna lose. NFL Fantasy great. Live. <laughs> we weren't expecting that uh, to be five ten. Uh, NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius two ten XM eighty seven. We're on, by the way, every Wednesday, twelve o'clock Pacific to two p.m. Pacific. We love having you with us. Love the questions, and uh, obviously we've gotten to a lot of starts and sits, but a little unique take on the start and sit process this week, something we discussed on NFL Fantasy Live, the TV show on NFL Network, and that is, do you sit your number one wide receiver versus a team that either has a shutdown corner or is very, very good uh, in the secondary? And a great example, we've talked about a couple teams throughout the show today. We talked about the Browns. We talked about the Steelers. Uh, Joe Hayden, Ike Taylor, another team are the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, obviously, Namdi Awesome was there, but you have Asante Samuel, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie. They've been excellent. Number one wide receivers this year in fantasy versus the Philadelphia Eagles using NFL.com scoring have scored 32.7 points in eight games. Total. Total. Wes Welker did that by himself in one week, and that's the total. The high score was Roddy White earlier this year, the Sunday nighter. In Atlanta, he had uh, eight points uh, and a little, little bit of change. And that was because he caught a touchdown pass, not because he had 80 yards receiving. And I don't think that you're telling people that they need to bench Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, but he's a scary start this week. He has, hasn't been as good as we hoped he'd be. Uh, and with the, with the specter of John Skelton at quarterback and the Eagles coming off of what is a big loss, I mean, if they lose to the Cardinals, 
I mean, their postseason hopes really, really uh, taking a nosedive. Fitzgerald's not as as solid a start this week um, as some other players that we have on his level, say like a Vincent Jackson, uh, even uh, you know like a Greg Jennings, the big name wide receivers. You're putting Fitzgerald in your starting lineup this week with some apprehension. What if though you're in a ten team league that's only starting two wide receivers, mm-hmm. and you have a pretty strong starter already in a in a decent option like a Victor Cruz? You gonna roll with Victor Cruz over Fitzgerald? I would. Let me see what the status of Akeem Nix is first. Um, that that's what I would. That's say. a good. That's that's what I would say. Um, that's a fair point. It, but it, it, the thing is, this week is is sort of special. You've got A.J. Green against Ike Taylor. You've got Larry Fitzgerald against Namdi. Brandon Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd going up against Joe Hayden. I wouldn't touch Brandon Lloyd this week. I really don't think he's a good starter at all. Uh, Cortland Finnegan, who you have to put in that conversation because if you look at the numbers that number one wide receivers have put up against the Titans this year, it's not good. It's 40. I think it's 40 point something. The good Steve Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So Total. You've got some question marks. If you're in smaller leagues and, and there's better viable options with great matchups out there, I don't know if I sit Steve Smith. I, I definitely consider sitting Lloyd. I definitely consider sitting A.J. Green. Maybe I'm old-fashioned. It's really hard for me to actually click benching Larry Fitzgerald on my fantasy team, but the matchups are not favorable. Next week, let's talk about this and see how those four wide receivers do. Right. Now, on the flip side, if you're in a league where you've been ravaged by injury or wide receivers just aren't an area of strength in your role with Jabbar Gaffney, then you don't sit Brandon Lloyd. You don't get cute with a guy who gets a lot of targets. But if you, again, if you have a viable other option, yeah. you, you have to consider it. That's what Matt Money Smith likes to say. Don't get too cute. Don't get you, too don't cute. Don't try to outsmart yourself. So uh, are, are you going to play Michael Jenkins, for example, over A.J. Green? Well, Jenkins is a nice sleeper. I don't know if I'm starting him over A.J. Green. But you have to look at these matchups. And, again, this is going to be really interesting to see what we find out this weekend Wide receiver, elite-level fantasy guys, Brandon Lloyd, maybe not as much, against elite-level cover cornerbacks. Very interesting, and Harrison loves it because it delves into the world of real football. That's right. I, I do love that, but I'll tell you another thing that I love, and that is ranking the Rocky movies. I'm going Rocky two as the best. And then second, it gets really tough, but you know, Rocky four is hard to turn off. It's hard to turn off. I think I like it better than Rocky three. I go right in order. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five throw out in the trash, and then Rocky Balboa. NFL Fantasy Live every Wednesday, 12 to 2 Pacific. For Michael Fabiano, I'm Elliot Harrison. Thanks for joining and us. Fabiano's tooth. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 